The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then manage your expectations, people, because you're doing it wrong on Instagram. G'day, guys. I'm Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And you we are gonna, I did. You I just. I was like, you know what? We really need to manage some expectations here. We always start off by joking about the side effects of of getting famous, but I constantly have people asking me online, "Well, how do I get my movie seen? How do I get seen?" I'm like, "Well, you're doing everything wrong." And taking your, you know, your top off on Instagram isn't going to get you squat. So I figured we'd talk a little bit about oh. that. Um, everyone's from Mountain Girls. I, I, I personally don't want to discourage that, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's that's a different reasoning, though. Uh, yeah. Then everyone's from Mountain Mean Girls because they've got the musical going. And um, I, I always found Mean Girls very misunderstood because Janice Ian's the bad guy in Mean Girls, the little gothic girl. She's the monster. We'll get into that. And then The Devil Wears Prada, which they're also talking about making into a Broadway play. Um, and my hero, Miranda Priestley. Um, I still maintain <laughs> The Devil... No, seriously, The Devil in The Devil Wears Prada is, is what's-her-face. The brunette. I'm oh, kidding. Yes. I, love, I, I love Anne Hathaway. I'm, I'm kidding. She's awesome. But her character's the bad guy and her boyfriend's a tool. So we'll get into all of that and more today on Behind the Scenes. Um, I think the first thing we're going to talk about, though, is everyone in Hollywood keeps dying. Well, yeah, that's just kind of a thing around here. Uh, that's because you die in your jobs. No one leaves. Well, I mean, I think we lost, uh, as, you, as we were talking earlier, we lost Valerie Harper mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, Lex texted me a list. For those that don't know, Alexis is my dominatrix assistant, so she is very, very difficult to uh, tell what to do. Um, though I keep having people try and buy her off of me, which is really odd. <laughs> like, like that's not how any of this works. Like, even if I could sell you like my assistant, you could buy out her contract, maybe. Okay, um, I I gotta ask, how much? How much to buy out? It's 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 if you want to buy out Alexis's contract, you can you can make a private offer. But she's she's saying she's not for sale in the background. Um, but I don't know if people know what they're biting off with her, because like I you know I've been traded and I've been put sent on loan and different things, but Alexis is a whole different ball of whips. Um, <laughs> she's it's it's just a whole different it's a whole different thing. Okay, so we lost Jim Langer, Jim Level, Level, Baxter Leach. There's just a whole bunch of dead celebrities. I'm tired. Anyway, I don't think we lost any A-listers. Someone tell me when uh, Angelina Jolie dies. I'll pretend to give a shit. Mm, I'd like to remind everyone. Just join the MCU, so, I mean, Mm. you know. Uh, hate that woman. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we swear, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, 
the Humane Society of America and Free MMA. So we are doing this for charity. We are swearing for the children. That's what we do. We love children. Mm. I'm taking a sip of my coffee. But I'm really surprised. It's, uh, yeah. So I I do want to say to those that write, write in on Twitter, um, I can't sell you a Lexus. That's that's not legal. <laughs> like it's, I, I work with her. Um, I do not own her. And to the gentleman online, I have a guy on uh, Twitter that constantly writes in and tells me um, apparently his penis and Jesus can save a Lexus. That's like the summary of what he keeps saying. Like uh, he'll take a Lexus, you know, he'll fix the dominatrix thing and teach him how a woman's supposed to behave. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, Lex <laughs> likes guys and girls. I'm sure that would put her off men for life. Well, anytime you hear the words, how a woman should behave, it's no, it doesn't work. It, it's not going to end well. Oh, I get that a lot. My favorite's the one that God told this guy that he and I were supposed to be together. <sighs> I talk to God all the time. He has never said that to me, and he never talks back. Okay, yeah, it's probably for the best. Is once he starts talking back there, then that could be an issue. Yeah, it's it's when they turn around, they're like, "Well, God said we should be together." I'm like, I pray a lot. Usually, when I've screwed something up, um, and I've never ever gotten a return voice. It's it's mm. not like texting. It's not back and forth. Nope. Meanwhile, I have a penis that could probably save the guy that keeps on writing in to try to save me. Alexis, this is why people keep trying to buy you. <laughs> Um, she's sitting here in the background. She's like, I'm helping. No. Um, so I tried to explain the way an assistant works to this guy. He's like, so she gets your laundry. Like, nope. She, 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 we, you know, we work on TV shows, we work on, um, on, uh, radio shows. We work on films together. She does a lot of paperwork. She does a lot of product placement. Um, she does, you know, that a lot of, a lot of that sort of thing. It's like, okay. So she's good at selling stuff. I'm like, yeah, that, that would be a good wrap up. Well, women shouldn't be in the workforce. I'm like, all right, this conversation is going nowhere. <laughs> like, this is going nowhere fast. I tried. I'm supposed to be nice to people online. Things didn't work. Um, I kind of get some of these characters. Now, we, I was going to jump over and say um, Mean Girls is now a really popular musical. I'm going to go see that. Uh, I, I can't even remember that. Uh, mean was, Girls, Rachel McAdams, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan, Lacey, uh, whoever who quit Family Guy and was on Party of Five, and um, the gorgeous oh, big-eyed Lacey, blonde girl, Lacey Chambert. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and the and the gorgeous big-eyed blonde girl, big-eyed blonde girl. Okay, uh, that's unless that's Rachel McAdams. I ain't got a clue. Uh, no, she was in Big Love. She was in a werewolf movie. She was um, she was the lead in Lovelace. Great actress. Oh, oh, Amanda Seyfried. Um, I'm, I'm Amanda Seyfried. She's lovely. Seifeld. Lovely person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she's in that. It's a really good cast. It's written by Tina Fey. They actually cleaned it up a little bit. Adapted by, adapted by Tina Fey. Adapted by a, Tina Fey. Yeah, it was, was based on uh, Queen Bees and Wannabes. <laughs> and it's it was it was a really good film, but this is where I ran into it. I actually didn't see anything wrong with Regina George, um, Rachel McAdams' character. 
She originally tried out for the lead role that ended up going to Lindsay Lohan. She was 30 at the time. They thought she was too old for it, but they were willing to put her in the role of Regina George because her experience and age intimidated the other girls. So it gave it a good, a good vibe. I happen to love Rachel McAdams. I'm just going to say that. But what really caught me with this was I like Regina George's character. I mean, she has the anatomy of a dictator. She really does. But she also embodies some really good qualities. I found when I watched it, the bad guy through the entire movie um, was Janice Ian, the gothic girl. See, the gothic girl takes this girl right from Africa, lies to her about when her next class is, tricks her, makes her hang out with people she doesn't want to hang out with, tricks her into exacting revenge for something that happened to her in middle school and essentially wrecks Lindsay Lohan's character's life when a bunch of girls were just nice to Lindsay Lohan. Did you, uh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I think I saw the movie a long time ago. I really have nothing. Is this something like how they, uh, said that Ralph Macchio was the bad guy in Karate Kid, if you look at it from a different angle? No, Janice is like legit the bad guy in this. It's uh, supposed to be her on one side, Regina George on the other, and then both pulling on Caddy Heron. But um, that that's kind of what the setup's supposed to be. But I really only see Janice Ian as the bad guy. So guys, watch it. Tell me if you can see where I'm saying Janice Ian's the bad guy. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, I got, I got, I still got nothing. Uh, big help, Paul. Big help. I, um, yeah. Hey, I watched freaking Shades of Grey. It's the I know. One, if you had thought. I, I'll watch... Mean Girls this week. I know, and I'd like to remind everyone when we were going through Fifty Shades of Grey, Paul was there. He went to the theater and watched it, um, even Second under one. fear of arrest. <laughs> Second one. The Second one. Now, technically, they can't arrest you for that, but it doesn't mean they don't watch it. <laughs> well, apparently, if you're a single guy walking into a theater full of young girls and couples, they young you know, they no, there was. I think. I think I might have been the young girl in that theater. Oh, uh, yikes! Yeah, no, no, no I, I that I didn't see that 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 had zero appeal appeal to young girls. Well, it was made for young girls. It's actually theater. Twilight fan fiction, which is the grossest part of that it, whole mix. It's for it's for lonely housewives. It's Twilight fan. It was written as Twilight fan fiction. Right. According to Alexis, they also did BDSM wrong. So, apparently, no, we're... According, we, according to everybody, they did BDSM wrong. <laughs> That's um, fair. Hell, even, even I don't know much about BDSM, and I know they're doing it wrong. He's just trying to get I... the lead character was trying to get even with his mother. I sat and watched. Young <laughs> I sat oh. and watched this with Alexis. I don't remember the movie. All I remember is Alexis screaming at the television. That's not how this works. That's not this what you BDSM. do. You're this doing it wrong. This isn't BDSM. It's mental illness, you know, or mommy issues. It should have been just shades of mommy issues. Yeah, um, I don't know. I know a couple of people that are into that, and I don't think they do it because of their mother. I know um, a friend of the show, uh, Jared Fjorda. I know he's into that, and I've met his mom. She's a pretty nice chick. Mm. I know Alexis. Well, Alexis does have mummy issues, but she's going after men. What she doesn't have is daddy issues. Uh, uh. So, I don't know. 
I don't really know people with mommy issues that do that. At least the men. The women. One woman. Alexis. I was just referring to what was in the movie. It's really... That movie is so bad. Um, I do want to give a quick shout-out. When we come back, we're going to be talking about The Devil Wears Prada and people's view of the bad oh, yeah. guy and well, how that changes of, over speaking time. Of mo- speaking of mommy issues, who's our guest again? My mommy. <laughs> okay. yeah. Speaking of mommy issues, the person I call every time I'm in trouble or I botch up a job, my mother. Um, she's been in the film industry for far longer than I have. I don't know if I'm allowed to say how old she is. But um, yes, she's the one I call. Yeah, she's the one I call if I botch something up. So she's going to be our guest today. I want to give a quick shout out to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. Off-Road Rentals, who's doing our giveaway this week. Paul, when we come back, you choose what the giveaway is. Uh, Bikram Yoga, thank you for helping me get back into shape. The New Palm Springs Diet, the Graduate Tempe Hotel, Four Paws Coffee, UFC Gyms, and Castlewood Cottages up in Big Bear. It's actually really, really cool. They have all these themed hotels. Um, I was up there. For those that want to know, let me know. And then we have our giveaways. Two tickets to Magic Monday at the Santa Monica Playhouse in Santa Monica, California. It's a cast of Master magi- Magicians from America's Got Talent, Penn and Teller's Foolish, Masters of Illusion, Illusion, Wizard Wars, and Magic Castle. So, they're actually really awesome. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you are listening to behind the scenes with host summer helene to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Lottery, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Good day. So, for our giveaway this week, what is our question? For this giveaway, you can get ATV rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. You can get tickets for the Magic Show in Santa Monica, or you can get a free float in Sedona or Las Vegas at True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas. What's our giveaway? Uh, uh, no, what's the question for that the giveaway? Yes, uh, that was about, it. <laughs> what year did Mean Girls come out? Bum, bum, bum. So tell us what year Mean Girls came out, and you can win all kinds of stuff. And I was trying to figure out, what the heck did I just watch with Rachel McAdams in it? Oh, Game That's Night. Stuck. Good good movie. Good movie. Was it? Mm-hmm. And it starred, and it also co-starred somebody that, well, now I don't want to, like just here here's a bit of a lecture to you you're never most of the time even you may think you're the most important person in the room in hollywood you tend not to be yep uh we lost valerie harper this week and i don't don't want to like show off her foibles because she had a very you know she had a you know big career uh and she lost a long bout with cancer she was 80 but back in the 90s it was the 80s or the 90s I mean, she had a TV show that was all about her, that was about her and her family called Valerie. And she wanted more money after the first season was over. Is How can they replace her? Well, they killed her off in the show and they renamed the show The Hogan's. And that's the show that we know is responsible for letting us know who Jason Bateman was, who was Rachel McAdams' co-star in Game Night. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, whoops. That show yeah. ran for at least five years. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter who you are. You're replaceable. Uh, unless you're Roseanne. Because I think the counter's got canned. So. Would not surprise me. Mm. Oh, it's coming. Nope, they're doing another season. Um, but the reality is, I don't think with or without Roseanne, that show would have lasted. When you put something on because of nostalgia, you go in the wrong direction. Mm. Just personally. Mm. Will and Grace is going to go the same. It's it's all going the same direction. Um, So we were talking about how to get famous. And yes, to the people on Twitter, we'll talk about Miranda Priestly. One of the best places to get information on that for the guy writing in is on a website called lifehack.org. And it talks about how to get famous within your industry or famous within a small niche. So each week we'll go through one of these. Uh, the first one is begin by not making it all about uh, by making it all about others, not yourself. Two, get your face and personality out there. Three, provide constant uh, public, interesting, and free content. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, four, sponsor an important charity. Five, develop relationships with influencers. Six, work on your fame every day, just like a job. And seven, create your guru, uh, cultivate your guru status. So each week we'll go through one of these. Today we read them off. If you can tell me what any of those are, what you think they mean, well, I'll give you some more free shit because I like giving away free shit. Okay, to the guy that was asking about um, Miranda Priestly and how she is possibly the good guy. Well, Anne Hathaway's character started off 
as a complete and total screw-up. She couldn't get a job anywhere. She couldn't really do anything. And working under Miranda Priestley, who was an absolute perfectionist, pushed her farther than she knew she could go. By asking the impossible, she learned how to reach for that bar. And to me, the devil in it, like Anne Hathaway's character, abandons Miranda Priestley in Paris in the middle of a bunch of events. That's horrible. So that's my opinion on it. I think the devil in The Devil Wears Pride is Anne Hathaway's character, but the real bad guy in it is the boyfriend. If anyone can tell me why, again, we have lots of free shit to give away. Who the hell is the boyfriend in that movie? Well, the boyfriend gave her crap about putting so much time into her career. And the whole thing at the, at the end of it became about her, you know, having it all. Having the job, having the boyfriend, all of that sort of thing. And he got really upset with her for putting so much time into her career. That's one of the things. Hey, look, if you're actually going to do this Hollywood career right, your personal relationships are going to suffer. What's a personal relationship? See, 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 <laughs> see, people, see, listeners at home. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> I've I've heard of this. It's, it goes in the category with unicorns, right? Yeah, something along those lines. But you uh, gotta work, no matter what you do, you're gonna, it's going to be a fourteen-hour day. You know, yeah. you're going to come home cranky or tired. Generally, both. So. Yeah, I mean, it it helps to see, it helps if you're involved with, if your relationship, personal relationship is with somebody else also involved in the industry. That way and you'll never see each other, and uh, both of you understand. But that's it. You look at, like, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Really cool human beings been together forever, but the reality is I don't know very many people whose relationships last where they both either aren't in the industry or one of them was, was one of them wasn't. And they no. tend to focus on one person's career at a time. If you look at uh, Tom Hanks, his wife pulled back out of the industry. If you focus, if you're both in the industry, you have to decide whose career is getting focused on at any given time. Yeah, it sucks to Will, see. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett said that have this rule that uh, they both don't work at the same time before because of their kid. Yep. And still, one of them's a little, you know, weird. One of them? Well, Try again, Paul. I don't know. There's like three of them, right? One of them really isn't. No, like, no, no. Two, two, of, two they had together. One he had with someone else. The one he had with someone else is pretty normal. Mm. So I know there's Jaden and the, the, the whip your hair back one, right? Yeah. J Jaden and hair whip girl. So those right. are the ones he had with uh, Pinkett. Mm -hmm. And then he has one with another person. Um, yeah, I always kind of found that funny. I'm like, okay, so he, Will Smith gets to turn down the, the, the $25 million paycheck so that Jada can go off and be on a soap opera? Just say. I know, but you know what? It's balance. It's choosing. If that's what you both love, like, I actually think that's cute. Like, really, really cool. Yeah. Um and they have history. I mean, you know, she tried out for the Fresh Prince and didn't get the part <laughs> of the girlfriend, which I think is great. But they they ended up, um, yeah, okay, so he passes a $25 million paycheck for her to go work on a soap opera. Mm -hmm. They're not money motivated. They don't have to be. Yeah. But I think that's really cool. You're not making your partner your partner's careers and passions take a back seat. I like that. Personally, I'd go with who's making more money. They need to go to work. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> but I guess when you're looking at that amount of money, it doesn't matter as much. Like there's you, a point. I, I would assume if you've had a couple of those kind of paychecks, you'd at least afford your children the best therapy you can buy, money can buy. And you'd, you'd think so. You'd think so, but no. Um, there's free-range parenting crap that everyone's into right now and losing their mind over because reasons. Um, free-range? Yeah, it's parent? like free-range chickens, but, you know, you do it to kids. Back in the day, they called it lazy. Now they call it free-range parenting. But essentially, you don't make them do group activities. You don't make them have bedtimes. You don't make them eat vegetables. You let them experience life at their own pace. Um, you know, we used to call it bad parenting, but they seem to have, like, PC'd up the label and call it free-range parenting now. No, I think you can still call it bad parenting. What the heck? Oh, I agree. Yeah, and I thought, I thought yeah, think about it, I thought free-range parenting would be just like, you know, hey, come home before the street lamps come on or something. No, that's still parenting. That still requires some interaction. Oh. Like a good okay. old fashioned a, a good old fashioned butt kicking sometimes is what kids need. Like if, if I free range parenting, my mom, even when I screwed up, like she fought me every step of the way. Um, when I first came out here I had an incident at school. Um, you know, I had uh, an assault actually happen at a school here in California. Um, and I went off the rails after that. I didn't want to go to school, I didn't want to do anything, like I really was not right. And my mom, no matter how hard I pushed, she's standing in front of that door, usually saying, get your ass back here before I beat the crap out of you. Um, mm. She said it nicer, though. <laughs> like, she, she was a lot nicer about it. But, you know, I remember her, like, she'd drive to parties, she'd interrupt my dates. Like, there was no free-range parenting. There was my freaking mom just showed up. Um, so, for me, it's so strange to hear these people talk about, like, oh, my kid will figure it out. No, they won't. No, they won't. Your kid's not going to figure it out. And when something drastic happens in their life, they're not going to come to you. And then you right. end up with kids like Jaden Smith. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know that the old argument is, uh, yeah, let the kid stick the fork in the outlet. You know, it pretty much make sure it'll never do it again. I wouldn't go with outlet, but I'd like, I'm not opposed to a kid hurting themselves. I'm opposed to saying, well, three-year-old child, what do you feel like for dinner? Oh, you want candy? You are an individual being, and that is your choice. Oh, five-year-old, you don't want to go to school? I totally understand that you are a spirited human, and you get to make that choice. Screw that! Ah, uh, freaking California. Is this, not, is this it started the... in England. Like, I'm ashamed. <laughs> it started in England. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. This is this is this is why I. This is the only reason that I can figure out why a generation that was raised on South Park and Family Guy, uh, is offended at everything. I don't know. I find the boomers more offended. Like the the uh, the my 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 generation, um, the millennial generation may get offended because something isn't politically correct, but we're not getting offended by two dudes holding hands. So I think no, no, no. That's that's not the thing. That's that's okay. I think everybody. I think we're okay with dudes holding hands at this point. No, boomers still complain about get on Twitter hashtag marriages between a man and a woman. I do not believe that. Before everyone I, cusses me out on Twitter, I'm saying I you will go look up that hashtag. I will send you some footage from the uh, 
Democratic Socialists Convention? Please do. Oh my God! Oh my what God! They, 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 well, they can, nobody claps because clapping can be triggering. Uh, so they just kind of wave their hands up in the air. In and Germany, they pound their hand, their fists on the table because it's considered more polite than clapping. In the universities, clapping's considered coarse, so they actually pound their fists on the table. No, that was a random the, thing. The, true. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but no, it looks like jazz hands for the uncoordinated. It's really the only thing I can I can describe. Spirit fingers, <laughs> like spirit fingers, ladies, spirit fingers. No, I, I get that. I'll have yeah, to check that out. I'll have to check that out. I, All right, guys. I will, we, yeah, I, I we have, the next generation. I really do. I think we'll be okay. I think every generation worries about the next. I'm more worried about um, Gen Y, like the ones coming after the millennials, because they don't want to do shit. Um, I'd like to remind everyone every time we swear we give money to charity. That makes us awesome people, so we swear for charity. When we come back, we are going to be on with my mum, Patty Morris, and we are going to be talking about how to get famous, uh, what to do in Hollywood, and a whole bunch more. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Murder, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be right mm -hmm. back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, and our very mm -hmm. special guest today is my mom, who when most people say that, it's like I brought my mom to school today. Uh, no, my mom <laughs> has been in the entertainment industry far longer than I have. She's who I call when I'm screwed. Um, I, when I started, I know I talked to you guys about looking at a job in Australia. I didn't even, you know, I, she's the one I call when I start looking at how to save my ass on a film. She's the one I call. She was California state dance champion. She danced with the original locker. She's one of the best dancers in the world. She's taken teams all over the place to dance. She's worked in 
television, she's worked on film, and she is one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met, and she's worked in live event. Ladies and gentlemen, my mum, uh, Patty H. Welcome, mum. Hello, hello. Hi. I did a really wow, short synopsis. Wow, what a How do I live up to that? My goodness. Well, <laughs> but when I do your full synopsis, I always have to tell the Martin Luther King story. So I decided oh, to do well, this instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. So we're so talking we, about uh, Hollywood behind the scenes, what to do. Well, one, how to get to famous, get but we're also talking about perception. Um, and how people see things like Mean Girls. Janice Ian, the gothic girl, is, is you know, one of the antagonists. Um, I watch The Devil Wears Prada. I think Miranda Priestly is great. She's like my idol. Um, right. So everyone has a different perception when they watch film, but I think your view of a film is colored by your life experience and everything else. But Absolutely. everyone wants to be famous now. Everyone. And they watch these films and try and pull ideas from movies rather than, you know, doing things that actually work. Or they try and get Instagram famous, which is apparently a thing now. Right. Well, I'm watching a lot of young people now become independent filmmakers, and they really don't know what they're getting into. We're getting calls. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give them some direction. But, you know, I, I learned the hard way, too. You just can't do everything. And, uh you know, my first question to them is, do you have financing? Duh. You know, I well, mean, it's, I, yeah. it's well, dreams, and they've got to work for them. But I think, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, in, yeah, in general, independent filmmakers are a bit delusional about how much money they're actually going to make. If I get one more person right. that hands in something saying, give me money, this is going to work like the Blair Witch Project... I'm uh, going to punch someone in the I was just going to mention five, that. Yes. Yeah, they got $5,000 for every dollar put in. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that and was they the couldn't figure out how to make a sequel. It. I, I thought yep. it was so, red yeah. but I watched it. I went and saw it, but I, you know, yeah. it was kind of like watching paint dry. Didn't you get motion sick? I, <laughs> With the camera? I almost, I almost <laughs> they <couldn't> focus? did. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got motion sick. Mum did get motion sick. I've actually never seen it. Don't tell well, anyone because that's like one of those films everyone should see. The t- terrific. <laughs> and we're not saying that because I actually like the movie. I, I own the DVD. At least, you know, I own it on DVD. I, I know that's saying I something right there. Like but uh, it's the shaky handheld camera. Uh, gets me every yeah. time. But uh, when I see movies like that, I always go to the back row and it seems to farm itself out. There you go, Mum. If you had gone to the back row, you wouldn't have gotten ill. Yeah. Well, no, that, I can, that I can close my eyes and picture how bad it was. Well, <laughs> I think everyone started going was. with this shaky cam crap after that movie came out. Like, I'm a big fan. I like steady cams. I want everything clean. Thank you. Thank you. Shaky cam does help you hide, hide your lack of production values. Uh, and, well, you know, it, it does save you time. I mean, and there's like Peter Berg, the Michael Bay of shaky of a handheld camera, actually turns it into a more of a style. Okay, that but that's like uh, yes. Abrams and the damn lens flares. There's a point where you're like, you know, enough. I love, I love Abrams. Thank you very I much. 
I didn't. I didn't complain. I like Abrams. I'm just saying. I've never seen him do a film without lens flares. Um, but that, I, I agree with you. People try and get in. Everyone wants to make a film. They want to release it. And they go in without money. They go in without distribution. They go in, you know, it, it's show business. Not, my mommy really thinks my film is a really good idea business. Unless your mom's like my mom and actually in the industry, your mom's vote doesn't count. And if they're in the industry, they can be really, really harsh. No offense, mom. It, advice to all independent filmmakers I would, out I there. Only, take- my harshness was in worry about some of the places you had to go. I, agree. I, you know, did Hollywood, and I'm telling you, uh, if there's a mess to get into, I could have done it. Yep. So I just really worried about you and where you were going to meet people and, you know, for things. I, I get, yes, well, I didn't. A great side of Hollywood, but you've got to have a damn good agent. I <laughs> See, I got really, really lucky. Um I ended up meeting a lot of wonderful people, but I think I skipped a lot of the horrors. I've had a few bad moments, but for the most part, it's been really good. And I think that's listening to you and you're going, hey, this is a bad idea. Or, whoa, that's not a good idea. What do you mean the auditions in his living room? Like, (laughs) there are moments where I just remember you looking at me like, are you retarded? Like, what? Seems like, it seems legit. Um... I did do auditions in my well, living room. Of course, I was making a movie where my house was the set. But, different, uh, Paul. That's different. That's different. No. Okay. Here, here's the twist. If the uh, producers, we if you're going to audition one. to their house, and you mentioned something like, oh, my boyfriend's going to be driving uh-huh. with me. Is that a problem? I answered, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but if they have an issue with that, then don't go. I think that's good. But I used to just tell them, I'm going to ask my mom. <laughs> like, and I remember showing up at events and meeting people and they'd find out it was my mom. Like she was my mom. I met a dancer and he called you on the spot. He's like, I know your mom. I'm like, yeah. great. I'm still Patty's kid. <laughs> I do want to take you back to a statement you made right before the commercial. You made a generalization about us baby boomers. And it's not true. Uh, you know, you're I the have, exception, uh, not the rule, Mom. I am you're the exception, not the rule. Exception. You were a dancer. Most of the guys you know are gay. That doesn't count. Get online and look up some of these polls. <laughs> Again, with the generalizations, right? Gen- with, you can, it, but that's it. But well, you're generalizing with the millennials, saying they're all snowflakes. It's kind of the if you look at an overarching. Oh, no, I'm not. No, they Not are. you. I'm trying. That was a, I was poking pole for that one. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. They deserve it. <laughs> oh, <I. laughs> yeah. Now, mum, how did you get? How did you get? We're like we're halfway through our segment. We're just just all bouncing back and forth. Um, yeah, never get entertainers together. This is what happens. Everyone just yaps. So, how did you get into entertainment, mum? I really started as a dancer. My first job was uh, teaching at a national dance studio in um, Long Beach because my stepmother was a dancer, and she got me the job, bless her heart. And, before and then that, you it was dancing ended up teaching the guy I that shot dancing. Martin Luther King. Yes, yes. That was one of the uh, unfortunate experiences. But, you know, it's... Uh, you, you experienced, so I couldn't even begin to tell you 
the different experiences I had. Um, what but was your, then, but while work, you know, what was while your toughest working experience? For that, sorry, what was your toughest experience in Hollywood? My most embarrassing, I think, and that was a tough one, Summer. That was really tough because I'm so stupid. I, um, you know, a, a producer, and I've seen the movie he made. Yeah, great. You know, and he's using a lot of our dancers. Perfect. So, you know, he was interested in me, and he said, you know, the backer wants to meet you. So um, I went over to his apartment. I don't know if I told you this story, the whole part of it. Anyway, oh. um, was this the, the guy uh, in the window? The, yes, where I you, you, undressed you, and then I put my clothes back on. Yep. <laughs> I, get, I, I undressed, put a blindfold on. I thought, no, what the hell am I doing? And I was scared. And I just put my clothes back on. I thought, this is ridiculous. But that'll show you, and I didn't, thank God I did. You know, but that'll show you the extent, you know, some people. So he told mom that he needed to record her unclothed, had her put a blindfold on, take off her clothes. When she takes a blindfold off, he's actually crawling in his own window, trying to get in the room with her. So this is why if I had auditions or anything else, mom's like, that's stupid. That's a bad idea. What do you think? Well, I mean, I could have been dressed. It could have been the same thing, but at least I was dressed by that time and I just, you know, left. But. He even had me, uh, he was on the couch, and he had me acting with him. And I've actually seen this on TV, so now, where, uh, you know, he wants me to, you know, pretend you love me or, you know, what are some of these things. And then he starts getting really snarky, so then I respond in kind. You know, it, it was really weird, and I didn't know any better. I just didn't know any better. And that's a shame. You know, I had stars in my eyes, and I was young, and uh, different things. And then I'm I a big be- believer that anyone that goes into the entertainment industry needs you as a parent. I avoided a lot of these bad experiences because you did tell me this stuff. I mean, you didn't tell me when I was like 10. Um, but as I got older, you know, I'd say, oh, we're going to do this, so we're going to do that. Mom's like, let me tell you a story. And by the end of it, I'm like, so I'm not doing that. No. Uh, so I well, think I got to avoid to a uh, lot of bad experiences because you went through them. Go to apartments. You know, you don't need to go to private residences of any sort. They should have an office. There should be something professional about it. Or most of them are just, you know, pulling your leg. Because they obviously don't have the backing nor the money to be able to help you anyway. If they don't have anything like that. And don't put a blindfold on and get naked in someone's apartment. No. No. And then my other, my other experience was to be initiated. Uh, I went to a Hollywood party in the hills. And um, they literally stripped me and threw me into the pool, which really embarrassed me. You know, because I, I didn't expect it and went to... At that age, now I could care less. But then I did care so, yeah, there were a lot of things. That's awful. Yeah. But, I, I you know, I mean, it's just I, I've had a lot of good experiences. But, the you know, I've had the bad ones, too. I had a, a friend killed 
up in the Hollywood Hills by the Hillside the, Strangler. Yep. And uh, not a close friend. I won't claim her as a close friend, but I did know her, and uh, it was horrifying to find that out. So everybody really was their game in those days. You know, they still, as, they as still are lifestyle. to a degree with the internet, which is what's really frightening. Yes. Yes, I agree. It had been a big turnaround. Very big turnaround. Where things started getting more locked down before the internet got so heavy. Um, and with unionization, it's it kind of saves people sometimes. But on the flip side, the internet's kind of created a Wild West environment. People are going as far as they can, which is how you end up with these girls, you know, noodle over the internet, uh, trying to get attention. What is your, then what is your best experiences? Tell me about some of your best experiences now that we've depressed our audience. Oh, a surprise. Okay, best experiences. I was touring. Went to Canada. We were supposed to be a dance show. Apparently, we were going to be backup singers for um, Neil Sedaka. Well, you know, we've all kind of sang, but uh, I had once been on the road with a singing group but none of us were really these hot singers. We're dancers. Well, it turned out we handled it okay, and it was great fun. And so we did backing for Neil Sedata, and then we did backing for Del Shannon. This nice. A group called Lady, Lady Dynamite. And uh, we did a warm-up act at the Tropicana Las Vegas. And then uh, prior to that, I'd actually, you know, hit TV for different things. You know, which you probably know, you know. You were the on the Gong Bum show. show. And there was, Joe Namath had a show on for a while. And it was a talk show. And my partner and I, who were, state, were the state champions, he brought on to his show. Along with that fellow, who I never can remember his name. And I thought he was really kind of a snotty man anyway. What a terrible thing to say. Um, from uh, Hogan's Heroes, a guy who wore the cap. I can't oh, think of his name. Anyway, not, he was not, not the not Bob Crane, right? Uh, something Bob Crane. You're absolutely right. I thought you know he was very rude, actually, you know, on the show. But that was my opinion. And then um, I was also doing commercials on talk shows for like the Petite Body Engineering Company, where they would be doing dance fashion shows. And the Petite Body Engineering Company was for women five feet and under. So they catered to all, you know, small people. So I put the group, a group of small people together, and they did a dance show wearing the clothing, and it went over really big. It was, you know, I was kind of in, at the beginning of all those uh, fashion dance shows that were being done in places. So I'm just That's saying really what, cool. but what I did when you talk about how do you get into things and how do you want to do things. I can't, no matter what I was doing, I worked as an agent for my group. I was submitting myself to different things. I would, you know, push myself into just anything I could, and there was always something happening. Always. What advice so would you have for really up-and-coming great. dancers now? Um we don't have a lot of dancers on the show. We do have actors and we have producers and different things. But something we really lack is, um, on the performance end, are, are dancers. Do you think there's the same call for dancers there used to be? I think there's more of a call. But 
Well, when you look at all the past dance shows in the past 10 years, it's astonishing the quality of dancers you see. They are just freaking amazing. So, um, you know, I, I they, remember they you made me go with you in the recording so you think you can dance. Yeah. Yeah. So they will be our um, dancers for Broadway and television. You, a lot of the names you already know if you've ever watched the show. And, um, in fact, the very first winner, and, oh, my goodness, I can't even remember his name, but he's the son of Buddy Schwimmer. So his name was Schwimmer, and he was on the show. Then his sister uh, was on the show, and then she went to um, uh, that other dance show where they do the combination ballroom. Um, Dancing with the Stars? Uh, quick. Mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars, yes. Thank you. Okay. With, yeah, they did Quick Step. They covered all the dances. I loved it. And um, then Jennifer Lopez has had a recent show. So, and hers, is, again, it's all very much competitions, and the dancers are outstanding. And well, that's your why show summer, isn't competition. I, I wanted the show. Yeah, my show is not a competition. I want kids to get out there and be able to show their stuff, and they can just, if they're good, they'll get picked up that way. It just happens. You know, it's a start, it's a start for them, and since American Bandstand went away, and um, Soul Train especially, which was a great favorite of mine, um, I just thought maybe combining the concepts and bringing a current, you know, dance show with little episodes to teach dance, you know, 30 seconds a minute to teach a particular couple of steps to people because we try to cover all forms of dancing on this. You and do. to me, hip-hop, hip-hop is a, a generic, they're going to kill me for this, a generic term for whacking, popping, locking, because they do everything in hip-hop. It's all, you know, it's got some other moves in it, definitely, but I'm just saying they use all the old dances and then they label it hip-hop. I like that. Now, I'm going to ask you, what brought about your love of dancing and what made you want to be an entertainer? It's a hell of a hard place to be. Mm. It was better than the place I was at. Dancing virtually saved my life. It uh, gave me the attention I needed. I started out just in dance contests, underage. And like my first contest, I won second. Well, that's kind of nice, isn't it, when you're not even doing it? So then I started doing it. And I danced every night. And I was, in the 70s, the highest grossing winner of the contest. There, you now, know, i got to tell you, um, my mom can still dance like that. Like, it is incredible. So if you guys get a chance, I'm not doing um, jump forward. on her social media feed. Mom, what's your, you're on Facebook. Are you on Twitter? Yes, where can we find you? Yes, uh, mainly on Facebook. I do have Instagram. I do have a Twitter account. Um, if you're going to have to use it, I have Google me. You can Google, yeah, Google Patty H. Patty. You can very easily find her, uh, and I'll put up some links. Follow her. She The dancing's incredible. I mean, she's an amazing, amazing dancer. And I'm not saying that because she's my mom and she can still ground me, even though I'm an adult. 
Um, I'm, I'm, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal dancer. She's done it across the world. Yes. And, uh, I, I gotta say, I love that. No false modesty. Mom's just like, yes, I am. Um, (laughs) well, I lived it. I ate it. I slept it. I couldn't have found anything that suited me more to just bury myself into truly. And, um, and so I just keep working at it and working at it and working at it, you know, but you have to love what you do. And I did. And that makes all the difference. And I think that's something people are missing. They want to be famous, but they're not doing what they love. They're trying to get on Instagram. They're trying to get everywhere else. Well, what I find also, Summer, the people who get lesson after lesson after lesson, and yes, they're great dancers, but I think it really depends on the teacher because some of them look pretty mechanical to me. They can, in other words, the fluidity sometimes gets lost. I'm not saying most of them are very good, but, you know, sometimes you'll get, uh, it's like somebody learned it by rote. By repetition, no personality, no interest in the dance, but they're doing the step. Saying I, I always love dance, but I was always very much a mechanical dancer. Um, when Mum was amazing, the the creativity that it really takes is really, really incredible. Uh, we have one minute to close. Mum, is there anything you want to say to the audience? Well, I hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. Of course. And look forward to you listening to us next week on our show. Love it. Um, Guy, I like that. I'm like, I, for those writing in saying we didn't answer your questions, I know where to find her. I promise we can have more of her. Um, I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, mm-hmm. host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And you can find mm-hmm. the Militant Moderate on... Uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, still old episodes. <sighs> yes, I know, I know, I know. You're going to get us hate mail, Paul. You're going to get us hate mail. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Thank you very much to our very special guest, my mum, Patty H. And, of course, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. I'm Summer Helene. I know you guys know where to find me on Twitter because you are currently sending me grumbly messages about not answering questions that you wanted. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.